Welcome everyone. This is the I'm Speaking Podcast, hosted by Mercy Hernandez and Priya Namard. Our goal is to uplift voices everywhere by empowering women and youth and by building a better global community. The I'm Speaking Podcast is inspired by the Edge Charitable Foundation. All views and opinions expressed in this podcast are that of the hosts and do not reflect that of the benefactors or sponsors. Thank you for tuning in. Let's get started. Hi, everyone. This is the I'm Speaking Podcast. I'm Priya. And I'm Mercy. Welcome, everybody. Welcome. Today's topic is, are women safe? No. (laughs) No, they're not. That's the topic, yes. I'm just giving you my answer. (laughs) (laughs) They're not. They're not safe. Um, And we're actually talking about this topic because of recent events with Sarah Everard. Um, and what happened to her in Chapman. Um, And Mercy, I know you wanted to share exactly what the story was. Yeah, so I wanna share, um, I wanna give you the source that I'm using, which is um, an incredible, well, I think it's great, (laughs) um, Instagram page that I follow. that's Mm -hmm. called Shit You Should Care About. So I love how in depth uh, this person, goes um, with every single story and how much uh, passion there is behind every story and how many facts there are. So love that. So I follow, I want to say her, because I believe it's a female. Not really. Yeah, it's it's, it's a woman from New Zealand, I believe. Okay. Or well, Australia. Yeah. Okay. I get involved in everything. She's Girl, you're bad. Girl, if you're listening, you're badass. <laughs> yeah. And we love you. I love following you and yeah. And everything you do. So mm-hmm. we're going to talk a little bit about Sarah um, because unfortunately with uh, Sarah's most recent, which is one of the most recent events that's out there in the media, uh, it, it's a topic that hits home with all of us. We're, mm-hmm. you know, we're women, we're moms, we're sisters. We have, um, we're daughters, we're surrounded by a community of women. So women and safety is huge and core for us. Yeah. So we're going to talk again a little bit about Sarah and I want to share uh, Sarah's picture. So this is Sarah. Yes. Um, and so I'm just going to read exactly what was written on this, um, on this article. Earlier this month, a woman in London vanished on her way home from a friend's house. 33-year-old 33, 33 Sarah was last seen on doorbell camera footage while walking through a city Clapman neighborhood on March 3rd, around 9.30 p.m. Now, Metropolitan Police have taken one of their own officers into custody on suspicion of murder. And after widespread search that reportedly involved hundreds of hours, human remains have been located in the neighboring county. Sarah could have been any one of us. Our thoughts are with her, uh, with her friends and her family, sending love. This was the article um, as this news was rocking everybody's world and and just, it was just devastating. Uh So the next uh, post that she puts right next to it is, why is it still not safe for women to walk home at night mm. or at any time? Any time in the day. It can be any time. And anywhere. Mm-hmm. Right? 
And if you're a woman, you know exactly what we mean. We don't have to explain it. You just live it. You've lived it since you were a little girl uh -huh. and you were warned over and over by your mom, your grandma, your, your neighbor, any other woman walking down the street telling you, honey, you should have the keys in your hand or, or look around. Hold or be careful clothes. how you sit or what you yes. wear. Yes. I mean, we could go on and on about this. Mm -hmm. So um, here are a couple of things I want to share with you that were actually trending the day this is that this news came out. Yep. So um, Sean, I'm going to spell her name S-I-A-N. Sean. Yeah. yeah. Sean. British. Okay. Yeah. Um, mentioned this. We changed our route home. We crossed the road to avoid being catcalled. We change our clothes. We hold our keys in our fist. We wear trainers so that we can run. Mm -hmm. We have our friends on speed dial. We get taxis to avoid walking home late. Mm -hmm. Women are not the ones who need to change. Yeah. Yeah. That was her powerful statement. The yeah. Next statement, the next statement was, this is where I think... Um, all the different messages get lost, right? Between what you're hearing from men mm -hmm. as opposed to what you're hearing from women and sometimes vice versa. Mm -hmm. But listen to this girl's um, comment. Don't walk home, but don't get a taxi and don't use public transportation. Don't refuse to go out with men because they deserve a chance and don't leave early, but don't go home alone after dark and don't carry protection because that's offensive. But why didn't you defend yourself? Uh, right so uh, we hear this and then lastly it says the discussion around sarah makes me so sad on how normalized for women things like personal safety are i remember a man following me as i was walking home asking for my number once and i was thinking to myself oh great now i have to detour so he doesn't even know where i live yeah so how many times have we experienced that detouring yeah how horrible is that right yep so um, you, so you know I, I i think back you're saying all that and it makes me think about when we're little and we're on a playground and a little boy is like hitting us or messing with us he, they're like touching us in some way and pushing us and sort of like bullying us and then we're told oh he likes you he's flirting yes. with you and boys show they like you mm, remember that mm -hmm. boys show you they like you when they keep hitting you or picking on you yep and um and we're are, we're not um allowed to feel like we're being attacked or hurt because they must be right they must it must be okay and we're grow we we grow up with our voices being um subject to their happiness and what they want um and their their safety our safety is is uh what's the word it's um determined i think yeah our safety is determined but it's it's um it starts from when we're, when we're little and it's so sad and i do i do remember i live in new york city so cat calling is a thing <laughs> it's a thing it happens to you all the time i've been in instances where even my son jaden has almost gotten to fights with guys because they're a cat calling me and they're like and he's like oh that's my mom you know and i'm just like no just keep on walking don't because <laughs> you yeah. don't know if anybody has like a knife or a gun or whatever um but i remember moving to miami and thinking to myself this is so weird and not saying that men in miami are any better but 
it was just so weird not having cat calls, you know. I think you weren't walking around often enough. In New York, you walk around Miami, you drive. And and then there's also sort of like the Southern mentality, like that's not a thing down there where you do cat calls, you know, things are handled differently. But I was, I thought it was like so weird. And I felt like I was missing something. And coming back to New York, I'm like getting the cat calls again. And I'm just like, oh, I'm back home. But really, if you think about it, it's not cool, because you're harassed sometimes. And And then if you don't give them the time of day, they just they let it let loose on you and they insult you and they call you trash and a whore and whatever. What do you think? You're too good to look yeah. at? Yeah. Well, they said other words too, you know, yeah. but it's ridiculous the way we're treated. It is sad. I'll tell you, Priya, that I, um, being, having Puerto Rican in my blood, right? Mm. I have a big butt. So when I wear comfortable clothes, like my uh, yoga pants and just a t-shirt, I make it a point to always tie. And if you look at any of the pictures of any of the events we have, you'll notice this because this has been like lifetime for me. Mm-hmm. I always wear a jacket around my waist because if I don't, I can see the men just specifically staring so disrespectfully at my butt. Your butt. And yeah, or they'll make comments or they'll do things. So it's a combination of the reaction of the mm-hmm. men and what I've been conditioned to believe, like, well, don't dress that way if you don't want them to look. Mm-hmm. Isn't that horrible? Yeah. So, and then I also, I don't like conflict. So I don't ever want to put my husband who's with me in a position to, to be. And he's a cop. <laughs> right, to be angered by another man's rudeness yeah. or distaste right mm-hmm. so I try to like tone myself down as much as possible okay well I'm gonna wear the shirt up I'm not gonna show my big boobs mm. and I'm gonna wear a jacket so that I can hide my butt and I'm not gonna you know dress this way or that way because I don't want the attention of other men because I don't want the conflict mm-hmm. and I and I don't want any problems or anything because you grew up at a time at least I grew up at a time well she was raped well look at how she was dressed yep or she was hurt. Well, maybe she was looking for it. Mm-hmm. Or it was always the woman's fault. Always. Always the women's fault. And it's horrible. And it was so wrong. And it was so um it was it was just in our DNA to be taught that that we were creating that because boys will be boys, right? Mm. Well, it's oh, you know, this stuff the stuff goes on all around the country still with people. There's so much violence against women. You hear in Africa with with all these young girls who are taken out of classrooms by mm. um, by gangs, by local gangs, and the government yeah, can't totally. do anything because these gangs are so powerful and they're raped and they come back pregnant. Like there's so much trauma that happens around the world to women. And it feels like when is it going to stop? It's been going on for eons. When is it going to stop? When are we going to get a chance to think and do however we want without, without thinking, you know, how is this, how are men going to view me? Um, is something going to happen to me today? Am I going to be catcalled? Is my husband going to have to fight somebody? Right, because some guy's staring, you know what I mean? Like I, so I, I did have something happen to me. Um, when I was 16, I went to the Puerto Rican day parade in the city. It was a thing. I went every year <laughs> until college mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it was so much fun. But when you went there, you got catcalled and your arm was pulled and, you know, like, you know, guys were hollering at you. Grabbed. 
and it butt was grabbed and it was a thing, you know, and it, I didn't like it sometimes. Other times, you know, I was just like, oh, blah, blah, you know, flirting or whatever. So I didn't even know how to react to it, the proper way to react to it, because I thought it was a normal thing. But one time I came home, I was I was it, it was I was 16 and I was getting off the train station. So I live near a cemetery here in Queens and it was dark near the cemetery. I was walking down. I should have gotten off of that stop. I should have gotten off of the regular stop that you should get off at. And there was a man sitting in the car playing with his penis. And he said something to me and shit, girl, I ran. <laughs> I ran to the house <laughs> and, I, I, and I was like, I should not have walked there. Dude should not have been sitting there doing that. You know what I mean? Like ex I experienced that as a 14 year old. Mm. I experienced that as a 14 year old in a really affluent area here in Florida. I was mm. in Coral Gables because my, I was living at the time with my aunt and she had put me in a modeling school for, um, for, it wasn't for modeling, but it was to learn manners. Mm -hmm. And um, it was my two cousins and I, and I remember that my two uh, cousins were, the girls were walking ahead of me and I was behind. Did not realize at that time that I needed glasses. Clearly I was blind as a bat. Mm -hmm. um, so I couldn't see things from far away. I couldn't see things at a distance. And I, I stopped at a light, I had a red light. And the man that pulled up right in front of me was doing exactly that, except I couldn't see, I could just see movement, but I really couldn't see what he was doing. So I had to go like this, like, what is happening in that car? And when I saw it, I was like, oh, oh, no, oh, no. I yeah. wanted to die. And the light was red and my cousins were ahead of me and the man was there staring at me. And I couldn't go, it's horrible. I was 14. I, I, you know, so we we really experienced so many things as women that we mm -hmm. shouldn't have to. And of course, what we're talking about as, as terrible and, and impactful as they were on us is mm -hmm. nothing compared to some of, some of the horrific crimes that, that so many go through, right? Yeah, and I, 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 that made me think of this. So in college, and it's even here in New York City, there are emergency boxes everywhere. And of course, a lot of different things happen, but even in college, there were red boxes all throughout campus. And we actually had a group to walk women back to their dorms. Why did we have to do, why do we have to do that? Because these men, boys are taught that whatever they do is okay. And they're encouraged and they're dismissed. Their actions are dismissed at a young age. So when they get older and those actions turn violent against women, mm -hmm. you know, and then only then it's too late, but we had to have boxes on campus to use for emergencies. If we were being followed or harassed or something bad was happening and a group to walk women home. Yeah. And that was, it's crazy. That was <laughs> in a big university, Syracuse yeah. university. That's where I went. So, and you know, this just goes on and on and on. And, yeah. you know, it makes me want to throw up to hear, mm. oh, well, boys will be boys or, or men have needs or like all these, you know, a million things that are out there. Yeah. Uh, and it, you really experience so much of it also uh, when you have like all these different rapes and all these horrible things that happen in different college campuses and how the guys are protected. Mm -hmm. um, from the university's point of view too. Well, she was drinking, she was drunk, she wore this, she went to the party. If she didn't want to have sex, why was she there? And it, it's just, it's just horrible. 
Yeah. I mean, I'm just, you know, I don't have enough words to say it, yeah. but I'm glad that there is a conversation. I'm glad that women are speaking up. I'm glad that we're out there um, speaking our minds and that we are, you know, at different parts of the world, really mm-hmm. bringing awareness. Mm-hmm. And I think the fact that we have platforms now, such as social media, where yeah. we could hear, you know, empowered women speaking mm-hmm. their minds up and it kind of rallies other women from other parts because you and I are in the United States and it's, yeah. it's so much simpler to speak your mind, right? Yeah. And in other countries where they may not have that privilege, uh, but at least they know and they have that 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 little glimmer of hope knowing, okay, well, there's other women out there that are fighting for me. Exactly, exactly. And um, I, 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 you know, I, another thought too is that, you know, I, even with my daughter, my, bo- my daughter is tough and she's strong for her size, but every time she goes out, I still worry. Like, I don't want her to walk by herself. I think about when I, I took risks when I was younger and I used to walk all over the place in New York City, but, you know, just thinking back, you just, I don't, I don't want anything to happen to her. And I always say to her, there's always going to be a man stronger than you. As tough as you are, there's always going to be somebody who's bigger and stronger and that could have a weapon. And even with me, and I'm a big girl, and there's always going to be a man that's stronger and bigger than me. And um, I don't know if you saw it, but there, I think I forwarded an image to you on Instagram of a police officer in a correctional facility who was full of nail scratches. And he had, he had raped one of the girls in the correctional facility, and she fought and fought like you could see all the scratches all over him so as tough and as strong as you are there's always a man that's tougher and stronger and violent and who wants to hurt you um and it's unfortunate that we had to do those things like carrying the, the keys between our fingers and and having mace on us and mace is illegal in most places which is ironic and stupid because we need some type of protection or even carry a handgun on us um like, and learn martial arts and defense classes and, you know, be just looking around constantly to see if anybody's like following us, listening and just being aware. Like I have to tell my daughter not to blast her headphones when she's walking because somebody can grab her in broad daylight. You never know what can happen. We hear it all the time. Yeah. We hear it all the time. One of the events that we have with the Queen Bees, um, which is part of our, our nonprofit organization, it was self-defense. And we had actually uh, the department, the Miami, the North Miami Beach Police Department, uh, one of the female community uh, officers who's now a Queen Bee, Laura, um, actually came to teach us basic um, safety techniques that we needed Mm -hmm. from always have the keys, your car keys, right? Because in Miami, everybody drives. Have your car keys with you in your hand before you leave the venue that you're at before you leave the restaurant before you leave wherever you're at have the key yeah look around when you open the car look inside the car that nobody's hiding when they come behind you use this technique or that technique kick them here kick them there or chop them here Uh it was an entire class that we actually Mm -hmm. physically practiced um with her so that we can learn how to protect ourselves because we're not safe in what world? Like, why? Why is this happening? Yeah. You know, and, and this is just assuming that whoever comes to attack you as a woman doesn't have a weapon. Because if he has a weapon, there's really not much you can do. Not much you can do. You can't, you don't want to get 
you don't want to die from a gun or a stab wound, you know, right. and then even right. having a taser on you. I only, are those legal? Are tasers legal? Uh, is it legal know. for you to have a taser? I don't but think even, so. Thank you. I would thank you. License, I don't know. But then what do we know? I mean, yeah. everybody seems to have whatever they want. Yeah. And so I, I just want to pause for a second. There is noise going out for everybody listening. There's noise. I'm in New York City and somebody's working on something in their house. So That's if you okay. hear it, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm in Miami and I can hear birds and, and dogs barking. And, and um, so, uh, yeah, this is a really tough topic and we can get, get into more um, violence against women when it comes to rape and sexual abuse and all these things that we have to deal with and being dismissed. But um, we that the, the the main point here is that we have to continue fighting for our rights, you know. And I have this I have this um, painting for anybody watching, for anybody watching on YouTube. I have this painting that I did when the Me Too movement came out. It says it says Me Too, motherfucker. Oh. <laughs> I couldn't see that part. <laughs> um, well, yeah. I, I I really want to encourage our listeners. Um, to share with us maybe things that they know, mm -hmm. techniques that they might know that can that can help us, um, organizations that they might want to share with us where we can uplift more voices um, or anything that they feel, any thoughts, comments, concerns on this specific topic since predominantly our listeners are women, mm -hmm. uh, that we can do to empower, to lift each other and to you know stay safe uh and make being safe a new normal not that we have to protect ourselves but that we really address this so that the men that do this are not dismissed or enabled um, defended enabled etc yeah, yeah absolutely exactly. so i think you know the conversation has started the me too movement was a a big to do with that, uh, like in absolutely anything in life, you know, it could go both ways. There are times that the men are wrongly accused and it's it's hurtful, mm -hmm. but for the most part, the reality is that 90% of the time that the women are saying that something is happening, something is happening, mm -hmm. um, and it really takes other women to believe them. Uh, and some of us, you know, like Priya and I are lucky um, or blessed, I would say, not lucky, but we are blessed to have incredible men by us that protect us that take care of us uh and that would never do something like that uh yep. so there are still great men out there that really yep. you know are strong for us but unfortunately there's also the yucky ones absolutely absolutely so on that note because for everyone listening again I, my mom just came up <laughs> talking in the background but thank you so much for everybody listening today uh this is an important topic please reach out to us um share your stories know that you are not alone um please like share follow subscribe and what else mercy and please do follow our queen bees that we were just talking about it's a group of um empowering women in an empowering community we're all about uplifting voices you can find us on our website, which is theedgehelps.com slash queenbees, or you can check us out on our social media platform, which is The Edge Helps or The Edge Queen Bees. So thank you, everybody. Thank you. And this is the I'm Speaking Podcast with Mercy. And Priya. Have a great week, everybody. Be safe Bye. out there. Bye. Bye.